Hello, good uh, morning, everybody. It's been a long while since we last did a DT podcast, and today will be actually just me as well. And you're going to be listening to this, I'm assuming, in the morning, but actually, I'm recording this at night from PH. We're here for a couple of days with Alice's mom, who's still here visiting after Hannah's graduation. Okay, so I just want to share from some of the verses from Galatians 2. So here we go. Verse 5, To them we did not yield in submission even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. So Apostle Paul says that he did not yield in submission even for a moment to the Judaizers, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you, he says to the Galatians. So it's clearly for the sake of the young Galatian believers, these brand new Christian converts that he was concerned with here. So it matters that we do not compromise the gospel, not only for our own faith's sake, but for the sake of those who are younger than us in the faith, for those who will follow us in the faith later on. For Apostle Paul, it was these Judaizers who were a threat. But for us, of course, it's not the Judaizers who pose a threat to the purity of the gospel. Rather, for us, maybe it's those who say that you can follow Christ and idolize your career at the same time. And as time goes on, I think for our culture, the entire notion of sin is in jeopardy. As people more and more in our culture say that it's wrong to consider any behavior to be sinful. They say that calling any behavior sinful is being bigoted and narrow-minded. And so that too might be something that we have to really hold the line of the gospel, saying that sin is real, and sin is something we have to take seriously. In verse 13 we read, And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. Now even someone like Barnabas who originally was so encouraged by the Gentiles in Antioch, sided with the Judaizers, which goes to show how influential they were and how the Galatian Christians must have been so intimidated by them. So again, this is a warning that when we fall into sin, that we can take others down along with us. And so we need to be extra careful, especially as we get older, we'll probably have more influence for good or bad in the lives of the younger believers around us. Now in verse 20 we read, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Even in the midst of these deep theological truths that Apostle Paul is expressing in Galatians, he emphasizes this personal aspect of his faith. He says, Christ loved me, and gave himself for me. Now, of course, Jesus died for the sins of all humanity, but that does not mean that what Apostle Paul says here is not true either. I think sometimes we can fall into that false thinking, which is that unless someone does something just for me and that nobody else benefits from it, then we don't think it's somehow personal and therefore we don't appreciate it as much. But that's absurd. That's like a child who has a parent who sacrifices and works long hours to put food on the table for all his kids. How sad it would be if one of the children doesn't feel grateful because he thinks, well, dad works 80 hours a week for all of us. It's not just for me. And so as a result, he's not very grateful and that he's not thankful toward his dad. That would be so tragic and so wrong. So here we see that for Apostle Paul, Christ's death on the cross is very personal. 
as he says, who loved me and gave himself for me. Similarly, may we also have that kind of personal and fresh gratitude towards what Christ has done for us. Hello, good uh, morning, everybody. 